finance ministers all getting together to talk about what's going on with Alberta and this pension plan thing. And uh, I'm kind of curious. I'd love to have been a fly in the wall of that meeting. But we thought, you know what, maybe we should check in with somebody who's right on top of this. And joining us on the program this afternoon is Mackenzie Gray, national reporter for Global News. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Fine, thank you. So how did it go today? Well, I think it really went as expected. We saw Christian Freeland come out and you know outline, A, that this would be quite a lengthy process if Alberta did decide to leave the CPP, uh, a multi-year process. And we'd heard this kind of echoed from premiers, too, that we're kind of in uncharted territory at this point in time. You know, obviously, the the number one question that folks have is about the amount of money that Alberta would get. Yeah. Uh, I asked Christopher Freeland directly about that, you know, just basically to ballpark, you know, what do you think about the $330 billion number that the LifeWorks report put forward? Uh, you know, she said essentially that that's not a realistic amount of money that Alberta could expect, but they have tasked the chief actuary, the federal chief actuary, uh, to come up with a, a number that Alberta uh, and, frankly, other provinces could expect if they wanted to leave too. But, you know, of course, there are a lot of other questions that I think Albertans uh, and other folks across the country have uh, about what that plan would look like and then, of course, how that would impact uh, Albertans and the premiums and, and the amount of money they could expect to get and, of course, uh, Canadians across the country too. Um, particularly in some of the poorer provinces out in Atlantic Canada, wondering how that would impact uh, potential payouts and the cost for both employers and Canadians uh, nationally as well. I saw the quote and the word was reasonable. What's a reasonable amount? And the feds obviously want to try to figure that out. Is there a timeline on that? You said it may take a while. Uh, no, there's no timeline in terms of what the uh, what the actuary would do. Uh, you know, the the Canadian, uh, the CPP investment board has come out and said that Alberta could expect 16%. Uh, of the fund. So obviously there's a big discrepancy between what they're saying, what the LifeWorks report is saying. Uh, so there's a lot of math to be done here. You know, the, the other thing I think is important to note too, most of these times, and I've covered plenty of these meetings between the premiers and the federal government, uh, premiers, uh, finance ministers, you name it, health ministers, the provinces are almost always 100% aligned, in particular in the last few years, on what they want. We want the carbon tax gone. Most of them are in alignment on that. Uh, we want more money for health care. They're all in alignment on that. Yeah. This time, it was a different scenario where Alberta was really the black sheep in the room. And the other premiers, they were the ones who actually wanted the meeting. Ontario was the one who called for this. And they don't want to see Alberta leave. Even Pierre Polyev doesn't want to see Alberta pull out. So a different dynamic this time than what we're used to when the feds and the provinces meet up. Now, was it quiet, calm, or was there a little friction? Did you hear any words out of the meeting when people came out? Well, it was a virtual meeting. So all we did was get to see uh, Christopher Freeland. Uh, after the fact, she had a, a lengthy press conference and, and spoke to us. Uh, and, you know, we did uh, get a statement from the uh, Alberta Finance Minister essentially thanking the federal government for the idea that the actuary would look at that. Yeah. Uh, no friction on that front in terms of having them look. Of course, um, you guys out in Alberta know better than me that they've been looking for the federal government to provide a number. Uh, but as we were talking about before, that will take some time before they can kind of contrast that with the $330 billion number. Now, in a statement earlier today, Alberta Finance Minister Nate Horner said he's encouraged to see the feds committing to having this analysis done as to what the province would be entitled to if they were looking to exit. But uh, it just seems like everybody's just kind of taking a bit of a wait-and-see attitude here while they try to figure out a number. Is that, is that a good take on this or no? 
I would think that's a fair assessment. I okay. mean, any way you slice it, it's going to be a, a very long road to go yeah. if Alberta does want to pull out of this. So uh, what do you expect now? Is somebody going to say something between uh, now and then? Is, is there going to constantly be this little, I guess, this kind of media battle between the, the province and the feds? Oh, well, look, I mean, I think the question uh, is kind of been put back into the Alberta court in terms of getting more clarity on what the numbers would be, but also the other things. You know, portability of the pension was one of the things that we heard from Ontario in particular, yep. and Christian Freeman said was brought up on a number of occasions in the meeting. You know, look, if you're a, if you're a worker who works on any of the oil oil rigs in Alberta, but you're from Nova Scotia or Newfoundland, and there's plenty of folks who even might be listening who could be in that situation. What does that mean for you if you're going to go live back in Newfoundland once you're done? There's lots of practical and serious questions that I think need to be answered about this. Uh, And, you know, it will be very expensive and a lengthy process to do that. So is this just politics from Danielle Smith to put this in the window and then maybe get concessions on things uh, from Ottawa in another sense? Uh, We'll see on that front or or whether or not they actually want to go through with this. Uh, But I would imagine by hearing what Pierre Polyev has said that he doesn't want to see this happen too. This is not one of those situations where a province can bring something forward with Justin Trudeau under the idea that, yeah, he might lose the next election. It could be more favorable under the Conservatives. Mm -hmm. I have a tough time thinking that that would be the case, even if there is a change of government. Now, this was obviously the big talk about thing and the the big push on why they they all kind of got together virtually. Was there anything else that came out of this? Yeah, they, some of the uh, Conservative premiers wanted to uh, talk about the carbon tax to uh, outline the idea that they want to see uh, either the carbon tax removed completely uh, or um, the idea that there would be carve-outs similar to what we saw for home heating oil on things like uh, electricity or uh, natural gas. Uh, Ms. Freeland basically dismissed that idea saying, hey, you guys called this meeting to talk about the CPP, which yeah. is a, a substantial and serious issue, and everyone is in agreement on that front. Uh, we're going to have another one of our kind of more regularly scheduled meetings uh, in December, and we can talk about it then. Okay. Um, you know, there's a, there's no doubt that the CPP issue is a big one here, but the carbon tax issue will continue to be a live one. And like we were saying before, there was a lot more unity around the table about dealing with the carbon tax compared to the CPP problem. Hey, Mackenzie, thanks for your time. We'll be watching carefully, and uh, this isn't going to go away for a while, but uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks a lot, Chad. All right, there you go. Mackenzie Gray, national reporter for Global News, kind of giving us the lowdown on what happened in the virtual meeting today between the finance ministers and, of course, the national finance minister.